listening to the Fitness Essentials Podcast powered by Essential of Athletics, the podcast for people just like you looking for the best fitness, sports performance, strength, and conditioning information possible. From strength gain to fat loss, rehab to prehab, sports to lifestyle, the Fitness Essentials Podcast has everything. Remember, not only to subscribe to this podcast, but also check out our Essential of Athletics YouTube channel for more exciting information-packed videos and working advice, training tips, exercise techniques, and so much more. Welcome to the Fitness Essentials Podcast. Welcome, everybody, once again to the Fitness Essentials Podcast. I'm Roar Alexander, and over there is Adam, Adam oh, Colorado. Okay. There we go. Bring your microphone in there. Just give it a little test, Adam. Testing one, two. Oh, yeah, you're good to go. You're good to go. So how have you been, Adam? Been pretty good. Been on cloud nine, actually. Oh, yeah, Living yeah, the no. dream. Yeah, things are going quite good over here. Jim is picking up really awesome. We got lots of people joining up. We got people joining up for coaching, people joining up for classes. It's really rocking along. I mean, yeah, schedule's definitely getting really busy, long days, but uh, no complaints. Yeah, exactly. And then today's actually a really good day. I've been waiting for today for quite a while. Finally, we got Alex in, and he is drilling up everything. We got uh, all the heavy bags officially hung up now, so the kickboxing area is now done mm -hmm. something i've been wanting to say for like a year um then we also got the uh we got the what is it the uh little bar holder put up for all the specialty bars yeah we got your little power bar in there so to explain to us what is a power like what's the difference between that bar what makes that bar so special and all the rest not yeah so our gym's got a deadlift bar now so it's uh, a little bit thinner and uh the knurling on it is unforgiving so uh if you're looking to cut up your hands that's the bar to do it it's but, gnarly <laughs> knurling yeah <laughs> and uh it's got some whip on the bar so it actually bends so um, it makes deadlifting a, another element to it. So pulling the slack out of the bar, you have to learn how to take that whip out of the bar and you can actually use it to your advantage. Very nice. Very nice. So yeah, we got that. We got a new aluminum training bar too for some of the um, less strength inclined members. So, uh, mm. so they don't have to use broomsticks when we're working on overhead presses. We got something for everybody, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything for the, the 15 pound bar to the professional deadlifting bar. Cool. Mm. So um, besides that, I don't think there's anything else too new and exciting to talk about. Uh, anything you can think of as far as gym stuff right now? Uh, Barbell Club is really okay. picking up there. Uh, mm -hmm. Wednesdays and Sundays. Uh, this month we've been working on the bench press on Wednesdays and deadlifts on Sundays. Um, and I've already uh, got a few clients there who are uh, doing really, really well hitting those new personal records. So I'm pretty happy with that. So. Oh, and you have a you have a deadlift seminar coming up again, by the way. On the 26th. So yeah, it's on the 26th. There's still a few spots available. So definitely just send me a DM uh, on Instagram. So that deadlift lift dude and i can get you all set up i remember uh all these seminars guys if you're uh, listening to this you know and you're like oh i'm not a member of the gym there these are completely open to anybody um mm -hmm. and even the 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 rate is the same i think what is it fifty dollars fifty dollars yep which is a great deal for a two-hour seminar with the deadlift dude over here mm -hmm. so definitely check that out um another thing actually for gym members this is a little bit different now this is for the gym members but we are launching our first explore class on monday february the 28th so just a couple days after adam's deadlift seminar and that is explore kickboxing so that's gonna so be your really specialty fun. Right? it is i'm looking forward to that i call this class um Muay Thai adjacent inspired MAI. <laughs> you were like, what the heck does so that mean? So tell me about that. Well, basically, it follows the, um, you know, I lived in Thailand for a long time and I was quite involved with Muay Thai over there. Um, so it follows the same 
blueprint that a Muay Thai class would have. Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the day, you know, my goal is to actually take members of the gym here at some point and actually have like a yearly retreat or even two to Thailand where we would go. And I was just talking to a member about this event and he was like, yeah, sign me up for that. Cause mm -hmm. I'm saying like, we're looking at one in October cause he saw my big banner up uh, hanging above the, the gym there. And he's like, oh, you've trained at Tiger? I'm like, dude, I spent like tons of time at Tiger. You know, I did, I did a seminar with, uh, I did a seminar with Stun Gun, the Korean uh, UFC fighter there. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was great. Um, so, yeah, so I said, uh, so basically what it does is it's going to follow a Muay Thai class structure because it was like, if we end up do taking a group to Thailand and we go to Muay Thai, I don't want it to be super, super alien to them. I want them to kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, I recognize this. So it's a similar idea, you know, um, it's, we start with the jump rope, just like you do. Usually what happens in Muay Thai is you start with a run. Um, now we may or may not use the treadmills for that, but I'm going to, let's say I skip the running part, but we definitely get to go to jump rope. And then from jump rope, you usually go into shadow boxing. And uh, then from shadow boxing, you move into either, um, now in Thailand, you would go into the ring and I believe you do two, three minute rounds with a coach. Um, and then, so the class kind of gets divided. It's somewhere on the heavy bags working on a particular drill. So it might be like right foot teeps for, you know, like well, quite a while. Um, it's a little laid back in Thailand if you ever go there. It's not like here. The demand on coaches is a lot less. The customer service, we could say, is under. Mm. <laughs> so that's just like, kick that bag 500 times. Yeah. <laughs> you just sit there and kick it on your own time, right? Uh, it's a little different than here where everybody kind of has to get micromanaged to a point. So there's going to be a little bit of that on it. I do want it to be kind of a laid back class at the same time where you kind of motivate yourself. You don't need constantly have somebody there yelling at you like they have to motivate you. Um, but yeah, so now the difference is in Thailand though and the way I'm going to do it. And I, I haven't quite figured out the logistics of it because the difference is see in Thailand, if there's eight people in a class, you'll have like six to eight coaches. So oh, wow. almost everybody has their own coach. So what will usually happen is you'd have, let's say you had a class of 12 people. You'd have three working in the ring with you. So there'd be three coaches there. Um, and then there'd be like anywhere between two to three coaches on the bags. So 12 people, six coaches, right? For me, it's a little bit different, right? I can have six people uh, with only one coach. So I have to, I'm trying to just figure out the logistics between the heavy bags and the pad work um, because I'll be obviously the only one holding the pad. So getting that sorted out. But it's going to be the same thing. Jump rope, shadow box, bag work, pad work, uh, and then a little stretch and core at the end. So basically the exact same way you run in a Muay Thai class. Another difference, however, is a Muay Thai class tends to be 90 minutes to two hours in Thailand. Um, Obviously, this is going to be in an hour, so mm. it's an expressed version of it. But that's why I call it Muay Thai adjacent. It kind of runs parallel to a Muay Thai class. It's inspired by a Muay Thai class, but obviously, there's no Muay Thai. There's no sparring and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's Sounds like a really good class there. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a little bit different, I think, than, uh, again, I always do things a little bit different. I think it'll be a little different. Like, a lot of people are going to come in expecting, like, an I love kickboxing or, mm -hmm. you know, cardio kickbox or circuits or, you know, just... You know, everybody out in their heavy bag and just kicking and, you know, just doing shit. And it's not going to be like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely going to focus on the skill. And the class is going to build a little bit on top of each other. So, for instance, you know, we might focus on just the jab and a right straight in the first class. And on the second one, we might get into hooks and stuff like that. So I don't want to throw too much at people. So it kind of builds in. So if you are taking it, the only thing is you do have to commit to it. It's eight. It's only eight classes. So it's the thing, right? I keep these things short on purpose. It's four weeks long, two times a week, eight classes. 
So that way you don't have just people jumping in and jumping out, just coming when they feel like it. It's like, no, you either commit to all eight classes or you don't join in. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that simple because there's only six people allowed. You know, there's a high demand for it. So I don't want a bunch of people taking spots that just want to come once or twice. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't like it at the end, fine. You never have to take it again, but you stick with it for the eight weeks. Unless, of course, you really, 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 really despise it. And then you're free to leave. I'm not going to force you to take it. But at that point, you come up to say, hey, you know what? This just isn't for me. But um, so if you're really interested in actually trying like some real kind of skill-based fitness kickboxing, then make sure you come to that. Um, it is free for all, all of our all-access members. So one of the benefits of being an all-access member, and what does that mean? That just means you get, it's a membership here where you get all the classes and the open gym and all of our Explore programs included, as opposed to just the open gym members where only they get open gym. So the open gym people have to pay a hundred. It's like hundred and seventy dollars for this program, where the all access people get that for free. So that's one of the big benefits. So that should be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Let's get on to today's topic. And today's topic is basically where are you weak, and what are you going to do about it? Right. So this comes down to this. I was just thinking about this the other day because everybody. Because we're going to do one on, you know, why you need coaching, right? And this, this, this is getting, this getting to that. But before you get coaching, you need to kind of decide, you know, where is it that you are weak? And I'm not talking about just the gym, but where are you weak in life? Because everybody is weak in many places in life. Now, you may be really, really weak in one spot. You may be really strong in another. For instance, I'll use you as an example. <laughs> You are really strong in the gym, right? <laughs> you're, you're very, you know, you got the strength thing down pat. Um, now, how would you say, where are you between weak and strong in, let's just, I'll throw out some categories, in the financials department? I mean, it's better than it was uh, a little while ago, but I, I'm not sure where I'd label it at right now. But, uh, well, I'm going to still call mine weak. <laughs> I mean, where I want to go with it, yeah, I'm going to call it weak, but uh, I have my standard uh, really high for, the, for this year Wait. and uh, for the future as well. Well, so. that's the thing. So, but still, yeah. I would say, just talking to you from what I know and from what I know about me, it's still fairly weak. Like, if yeah. you go into my savings account, I'm not, it's weak. Right, it's. I definitely don't have a flex and you know show me the money bank account. Um, when it comes to, for instance, you want to create your own business, where would you put your knowledge of marketing? Uh, I put a week. Yeah. So same with me. Um, now I would. Let's say there's different aspects a week. So kind of like we'll use it like we use with the deadlift, right? Let's say you got shit, which is terrible. And then you got not good. Then you got okay. Then you got decent and then strong, right? I would put my marketing maybe a step above weak. I would put that at, you know, I don't even know what I don't even know what the ones were I just gave you. But it's whatever the one step is above weak. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean that's where it's at. So, you know, it could be relationships, right? It could be like where are you with your husband, wife, girlfriend, your spouse, your partner, whatever. Like where do you see yourself on that? spectrum it could be with your friends like i'll be honest um you know they say you're the sum of your five you know people you hang out with got a pretty weak ass five like you know i really do and one of the reasons i left thailand uh, honestly a lot of people asking there's there's many reasons like uh, that people always say well it's a different reason because there were many reasons one of the reasons was the error quality 
you know, it was pretty shit, especially in Bangkok. Um, one of the reasons was, you know, the visa situation sucks, right? But there was kind of an old joke we would say in Thailand. Thailand's were kind of like, you can't make it in your you can't make it in your home country, in your home city, in your home life. You move to Thailand. <laughs> so a lot of weirdos in Thailand. I'm not gonna lie, dude. There's a lot of just sketchy weird people in time never been but okay thanks yeah. for the warning but in, in a lot of spots in southeast asia right because the, we, like you just i don't know i've kind of watched a lot of these videos on youtube and it's always the same thing like there's always dudes talking about how cheap you can live in thailand how how, how you know here i'm gonna eat for three dollars a day it always seems to be like this race to see who, who can be the poorest and so you do get a lot of weird people. I'd work at a gym over there, businesses over there, and you know, you would get these um, you know, expats is what they're called. These are people who are expatriates. So these are people who leave their country to come and work for you. And it's just a lot of flakes, man. They just come in, they talk the talk, and they're there for a couple months, they flake off and disappear, or they end up just getting involved with bar girls or you know, just drinking a bunch of beers and and wearing you know, in their fifties wearing undershirts and shorts and flip flops and uh, that's not to say them all. There were a lot of great people there too, but um, overall, you know, just a predominantly, just not a very strong five you had there. And I swore to myself when I do go back, which I am, um, to do some stuff, I am going to stay. Number one, I'm going to stay purposely as far away from those people as possible. Two, I'm never going to wear another damn tank top there unless I'm at the beach. Like my days of flip-flops and tank tops, you know, and a pair of shitty shorts dressing like a, being, you know, in your 40s or your 50s, uh, dressing like a high school kid on spring break, you know, is it, that's just no longer going to work, right? So I've been working on my... You know, by five, I'm working on my social circles, right? Um, I would say I was also, I'm also pretty weak in just um, being social in general. I'm a bit more of an introvert. You wouldn't know it, but I don't really have a lot of friends. I never joined a lot of groups. Like I told, talked about before, when I did CrossFit, I never joined in with the groups. You know, I never joined in the group classes. I just, I don't care a lot for that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But lately, I've been getting more involved in some Facebook groups and, you know, even creating the DCC. You know, to bring a group of accountable people together so we can work in accountability. Accountability is a bit of a weakness, too. So now those are quite a few areas that I'm like, yeah, I'm weak in and I need to get stronger and I'm working on it. Now let's go to you. I mean, with, yeah, like we said, financials, that's uh, something I'm striving to be. Uh, my standard's so high right now, I'd give myself weak for sure. Uh, as far as marketing, I mean, the past two months has been really, really good, um, but I'm still labeling myself as weak. I don't know, maybe I just call myself the uh, number one <laughs> critic, but I think uh, only in the gym I'll label myself as strong. Relationship-wise, I feel that that would be strong, actually. Um, but, um, yeah, surrounding myself with the, the five people around me, um, I get pretty bad with that sometimes not texting back and especially some of my friends in Ontario. Um, yeah, it's just contact uh, gets lost sometimes, but when we do talk, it uh, feels like it's, you know, we just pick up where we uh, left off, right? Yeah, so. like my two of my best, I'll give you an example. Two of my best friends, I blocked them both on Facebook. Like my two best friends of the world, I blocked on Facebook. You got to explain this one. Well, one, um, just every post that everything I would post about, he would come on and comment about freaking 
a certain virus that's going around right now. <laughs> so everything was anti this. It's just, just you know, one of those anti, you know, anti the whole thing. It's a conspiracy. And just, I was just like, f- so finally one day I'm like, you know what, dude, just for like, I'm done. Like, I can't handle that anymore. I'm like, stop doing that. I just had to block him. Another one um, just likes to say, and I've just unblocked him recently. He actually didn't know he was blocked. <laughs> we had gotten in a conference because I said, they're still, these are my two best friends, like still my two best friends. But um, he's like, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of stuff on your Facebook. That you know, I said, dude, I got blocked you like a year ago. <laughs> he's like, you did what? Because we talked the messenger a lot, right? I said, you just say stupid shit. I go, you always say something stupid when I do a post on Facebook. And I said, I use Facebook for business and stuff like that. And I go, you just say dumb stuff. I said, so I couldn't keep you on there anymore. So he's commenting on your stuff. Yeah, commenting on my stuff. And it was funny. For me, it was funny, right? Because me and him have the same sense of humor. Yeah. But I'm like, for business, this isn't going to fly. Like, for the people I'm talking to and, you know, what I'm trying to do. They're going to see these comments and judge, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, this guy's kind of like a stereotypical white dude from Texas. You know? So I'm just like, dude, you got to calm down. So I had to give him the boot. You know, and I said, hey, you're off. And I recently I put him back on. I said, this is the deal. I will put you back on. Um, you either don't say anything at all, or if you want to say something supportive, go ahead. I said, but if you're not going to say something nice, don't say anything at all. And he's decided to not say anything at all. <laughs> Just fine with me. But, yeah, so, I mean, there's definitely some work I got to do in my five department uh, for sure. But I guess my question now is to you, because a lot of people hate to think of themselves as weak in certain areas. But the fact is, every single person is weak in multiple areas. There's mm. nobody on this planet. Even I don't care. You're gonna call it. You're gonna call it Jeff Bezos. Uh, um, I don't know who else is on the Richard Branson. I mean, who Elon Musk? Like Elon Musk, from from what I from what I've been told, you know, is definitely a bit of a not very good in social situations. You know, like yeah. From there, what I've been heard. Well, there's actually a really good book, Relentless, by Tim Grover. He talks about being a cleaner and basically, uh, cleaners like somebody like Michael Jordan, like at that level. But he basically says you can only be amazing at that one aspect of life because you're so committed to it yeah uh, so that's his like theory on it right so it's probably very true it's like yeah. you right like you put a lot of time and effort into really getting strong in the deadlift right yeah. i wouldn't be where i am today you know if i didn't make those sacrifices yeah, exactly so you wouldn't I, be I the deadlift it. guy you'd yeah. be like everybody else lifting 300 <laughs> yeah. pounds and 300 pound deadlift but you know at the same time when you do put a lot of emphasis into one area other areas will get weak by nature right you can't mm-hmm. train everything can't train everything be strong at once right so that I guess the question comes down to, we know where we're weak, or and maybe you're watching, listening to this right now, and not starting to think to yourself, you know. So think of three areas, three areas in your life where you know you are weak or could use dramatic improvement, mm-hmm. right? So what are the steps then into starting to solve this weakness? Let's start with you. Well, with me, it's always waking up early. I mean, just getting extra hours in the day, um, especially for me who likes to work out a lot. If I wake up, like I wake up at 345 every morning that's and, and uh, that's just been my standard <laughs> for the longest time. And I work out for a long time too, right? So like, I just feel like I've, you know, I'm one up on somebody else who's just, you know, waking up at an average time. I already finished my workout and I already showered, already had my first meal. And now I can focus on those other aspects of life so that's uh number one and number two would be uh the planner i bought at the start of the year and just being 
you know, if that's in my timer or like uh, for a time frame, like I'm doing whatever I wrote down. So nice. I would even add to that. Um, like for me, I, you know, I get up fairly, I don't get up nearly as early as you, but I still make sure I try to get up uh, around six ish. Now in the summertime, I get up around five to five fifteen cause I like the sun in the wintertime. I kind of go a little more on the, the yin side. The it's summer. it's uh, way tougher in the, in the winter. I will have to. Yeah. Admit. Yeah. <laughs> summer is beautiful the in the side. summer. I mean, I yeah. love waking up early in the summer. Yeah. In the wintertime I sleep in a bit, but I still, you know, I have this schedule down and I try to get things done, but I think the most important aspect. Um, it doesn't matter. In my opinion, it doesn't matter how early you get up to a, to a point and how scheduled you are. There's certain areas that you need to get guidance in and coaching, right? And for me, I looked and I said, okay, my biggest, biggest weakness right now is in my personal business, right? In my health by design, health coaching online business. Because I'm like, I don't know anything about online marketing. You know, getting stomped on by, you know, marketers. Um, I'm watching other people who have gone and started from the same level as me or even under me in career-wise and have skyrocketed past me. And I basically called them up. I called one of my friends and I said, like, what did you do that made like such the difference? Because when I first met you, you and me were like, let's just say us on this exact same line. We were making the same money in the exact same way. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's making all this money with online clients and stuff. And I said, what did you do? Like, what did you do? And he said, I got coaching in the areas that I am the weakest in. And which was marketing and sales. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. And I signed up for a marketing and sales course. And this is the thing. In my opinion, for the most part, you, you at some point, and sometimes it takes people a long time. It took me to 45 to real, actually go 40, yeah, 45 to realize this is that at some point you have to spend the money. And you say three words, spend the money, <laughs> right? So, I listen to every, I got, right now, let me open my phone, and I've cut a lot out because I realized that the path I was doing wasn't working, um, but even now, today, uh, let's let alone, like right there, okay, I got the um, Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn, I got Social Media Marketing with Michael Stelzer, uh, I got Become a Media Maven, I got so yeah. There's the one with the girls. Where's that one? Uh, The Wellness Business Podcast. Uh, Her Life by Design. So basically, five podcasts on marketing and sales, Mm. right? And I was watching YouTube videos, and I was, you know, buying the cheap 19.99 courses and all that sort of stuff. And I did that for years. And to be honest, it didn't get me anywhere. All it got me was bouncing around, chasing the new shiny object, because these things, that's what they talk about, right? They'll talk about Clubhouse. So for a while there, like last year, I nearly got sucked into Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Like Clubhouse pulled me in, and then I quickly realized this, this coaching course, when I paid for it, and I put down a lot of money, most of my life savings into this course, pulled me right out of that. 
right? So there's only so much you can do for free. And it doesn't matter. It, it, in my opinion, you know, I could, if I was getting up at 5 a.m., but I was still just, you know, watching these podcasts and listening to the, you, you know, we got that backwards, watching the YouTubes, listening to the podcast, you know, reading the books. Sure, you get little tips here and there, but it's, it's no different than somebody who says, you know, I want to get healthy. I want to get strong. I can't seem to do it. But, you know, I listen to 15 different health podcasts. I listen to Dr. Axe. I listen to, you know, Ben Greenfield. I do this. I do that. I do every other thing. But they just don't. Pause for a sec. Wait till he's done that. You might not hear it too badly, actually, because I notice it's quite low. But they just don't put down the money. And I, I believe, really believe, that at some point you need to do some coaching. Mm-hmm. I think you have to. I mean, you've got what coaches have you had in the past to help you get to where you are now when it comes to your fitness life? Yeah, so, well, just to what you were saying there. So I think step one is definitely looking at the YouTube videos, reading the books, you know, listening to the podcasts. Um, but like you said, that only takes you so far. At least that shows some interest that you want to do that. Um, and it's, I see it with my clients all the time, too. They want to uh, know more about nutrition. So maybe they watch that video or read that book or ask my opinion on something like that. But they're not invested into it. And that's just like what happened with me um, for nutrition. I know I invested with Mark St. Pierre initially, and that was like eight years ago. And um, that made the worlds of a difference, right? Because it was like. But you'd read nutrition books before that. Oh, yeah. Watched all the videos. But what did he do that was so different? I mean, if you read all this knowledge. Yeah, and I was was still a trainer at that point, uh, a newer trainer um, back then. But um, yeah, I was in the industry. But I still, you know, you look at all the best, they all have coaches. You know, look at Michael Jordan. He's had a coach for his entire career, right? So, and uh, what Mark did with me, it was just a lot of like, uh, he does like the food intolerances he does you know the hormone testing he'll actually give you a meal plan of what you should be eating supplement recommendations so he's got the whole blueprint laid out you just have to follow it um so and then on the way i learned a ton just by doing you know updates with him and doing um just picking his brain right so he's mm-hmm. the expert for it and i was just uh along for the ride now did you ever do any um did you ever do any like deadlift or fitness coaching? Like, did you ever have a strength and conditioning coach at any point? Like- yeah, so um, I had so Josh Bryant. He was uh, online coaching for me. Uh, for he did uh, so when I got up to eight fifty. So that was like near the start of the first lockdown. So I was doing that because uh, we didn't have. Uh, anything going on throughout the day so i wanted something to look forward to so uh yeah he was keeping like he did my entire programming uh i got to pick his brain with questions all the time i submitted videos he would like help on my form and uh yeah it made a world of a difference i learned about you know resting is so key for getting strong and i think that for me even now it's hard for me to grasp the concept of that because i always want to go 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 but you know getting those deload weeks make a, a big difference Yep, yeah, no, for sure. And the thing is, like, you, you, in my opinion, you gotta spend good money. Like, I'm not gonna lie, this business course I'm in, I've talked about this in the past. Like, it's cost, it's cost me thousands of dollars. But it comes down to like, you just gotta realize how weak you are in something, and how long do you want to stay weak in it for, or are you gonna put down the investment? So I had the money, but I didn't have the money. Like, 
when they first told me that sticker price, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but then I stopped and I said to myself, okay, if I don't spend that money six months from now, a year from now, like what is going to change in six months? What if, like, is there anything that I can do outside of this coaching course that will dramatically change it that I haven't done in the last 10 years? And the answer was no. I'm like, okay, if I don't spend that money, then I am just going to continue, you know, watching pod, listening to podcasts, reading books, watching YouTube. I've been doing that for 10 years now, and it's not getting me any closer. So you got to, at some point, spend the money on the professionals. Like, it's just, it's just the truth. And it's got to be good money, too, because I'll tell you, I talked about this, I think, on one of the other podcasts or maybe on Instagram. Um, right before I signed up for this coaching course, the last thing I bought that was, you know, technically, a, you know, a, uh, you know, a learn by yourself was a YouTube, a learn like a video by a guy on how to, you know, how to, how to make YouTube videos and get them noticed, like how to become popular on YouTube. Let's just call it that. And that course was like 125 bucks or something like that. A hundred dollars. Can't remember. And I, you know, that. For pretty little investment overall. And I put it down and I watched probably half of it. And I, I don't remember the, I don't even know where it is right now. It's somewhere in my computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to access it. Uh, another group came up and it was another coaching group on Facebook. And it was like, oh, this coaching course is regularly like a, a $2,000. Get it right now for $19.99, you know? And I bought it. And again, it's like, I think I listened to the first or second audio. I don't know. Again, I don't know where that is, right? The third coaching course cost me basically 90% of my savings, right? 90%. You think I've missed anything? <laughs> I have not. Fully invested. I am fully, I am ridiculously invested. Even they're like, even the one girl's like, you come on a lot of the coaching calls. I'm like, yeah, I'm paying it. Damn right I do. Mm-hmm. I am on like probably like four out of the five coaching calls a week. Um, I went back into the videos, the library of all the past coaching calls from even before I joined the program. And I started writing them down and categorizing them. I watched the replays. I watched the modules. You know, I get on all the office hours I can. I'm like, you know what? I am. I put down that money. I am fully invested. But I have learned so much in the last eight months that I didn't learn in the eight to 10 years before that, mm-hmm. right? And that that's the biggest difference. So that's why, you know, it just pisses me off a lot when people just cheap out on coaching. And they come to you, they want to lose weight, they want to get in shape, they have all these really, really big goals. They come in here, we sit, you know, we discuss goals, or, you know, I talk to them online, we discuss goals, and then the money comes, and by the way, the money for health and fitness coaching with me, or even with you, it's a lot less than this business coaching course. I can't I'm tell you. It's a six-month course. It's a lot less. It's like a quarter to a fifth, maybe even a sixth of what I paid. And just people cheap out on it. And you know what they end up doing? They just end up doing the same thing that they've been doing. They go back to the podcast, back to the YouTube, back to the TikTok tips. And they get absolutely nowhere. You know? Yeah. I look at uh, so my brother. He actually did uh, Mark St. Pierre's program, and I was kind of on his uh, case for years to do it. And he, 
he never committed to it. He's just like, oh, maybe one day, maybe one day. And finally, I convinced him to invest in it. And it's not just a program. You have to invest into the food and then, then the supplements. So the initial price of the program is like probably, you know, not even – the start of the battle right there but 90 days goes by he's in the best shape he's ever been zero regrets and that happened um and think about our relationship the trust factor i'm not going to bs him like i said this program's going to work and he still was on the fence it's like i don't know if i could do this i don't i don't want to do it yeah and that's the thing think about that think about that in 90 days he went from all those years, I mean, I don't know your brother. Was he just out of shape? It's just a skinny. No, he, he's here. always just... been an athlete, um, but he's yeah, he's ripped now. That's yeah. what it is. But there you go. So just you know, for all those years, and I'm sure he, you know, I'm sure he read the books and listened to the podcasts and watched the YouTubes, and oh, you know, yeah. he, he read the magazines, you know, he did all that sort of stuff. And then what happened? He put down the money, and 90 days, three months, his yeah. entire physique and life has changed. That is the power of coaching. And the power of investment too, the right? Power like of investment <laughs> and coaching, yes. Because uh, you're not going to be playing around if you invest a decent uh, amount of money. You're not going to be screwing around and uh, you know drinking on the weekends and all that kind of stuff because you know uh, why you spending all this money on supplements and the program and the food at the time and the time just to get no results. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I don't give discounts for people. People are like, I want a discount. I want a discount. I'm like, no. I'm like. When I give you a discount, when I take money off, that's there, there's not in the value in it. I want you to pay a good premium because I know you are going to focus. That's just not saying you just don't throw a high price tag on it just because it's high to do that. But I mean, you got to give the value too. But I mean, I am when I look at it, when I give you a discount, I'm actually ripping you off because mm-hmm. I'm taking some of that financial investment that's going to keep you in the game away. So it just gives you an excuse. So really, that's it. So you got to decide, you know, for me, it was like, I just, if it is that enough is enough moment where you're just like, you know what? Like, I'm just like going, holy shit. Like I have done everything I can on my power. Everything I know about, I got a YouTube channel, a podcast, a Facebook and Instagram. I got into the TikTok. I was doing a clubhouse. I'm like, holy crap. I got like seven or eight different things I was doing. And I'm like. It's not getting me anywhere. I mean, I have 173 videos on my YouTube, I think, and like 320 subscribers. Like, it's brutal. (laughs) I got basically one video for every other subscriber, right? But again, because the consistency wasn't there, I didn't have a structure in place. I didn't have a coach to say, okay, what... Like, what the biggest thing that a coach did for me is they, they help you come up with a strategy that works for you. So they said, okay, who for, they got for the me, experience yeah, as for well, my business right? and sales, the first question was, who do you want to talk to? Like, who is your ideal client? Who do you want to talk to? Do you want to talk to pregnant year old, 40 year old moms? No. Do you want to talk to 21 year old dudes? No. For me, the, the, do you want to talk to this? Do you want to talk to that? So they went through, okay, who do you want to talk to? And then they go, okay, so what is the authority? What is your background? Like what makes you specialize in this area for you want to talk to? And they coming down with a strategy, action plans, and accountability, right? And it's amazing what can happen when you have somebody there helping you with that. Yep. In any area, any area of your life. If you want to become an amazing real estate agent, then get yourself, then plop down the money, you know, stop reading all the real estate books. Sure, read some real estate books so you understand the lingo, so you understand the terminology maybe. But 
uh, again, you could read every real estate book in the world, and if you have a decent coach, in one month he's going to teach you more than every single one of those books put together. Mm-hmm. So that's it, guys. So that's, I guess, what I want to talk about today is, you know, where are you weak? You have to look in yourself, say, where am I weak, and be realistic with yourself. You don't have to come on and make a podcast and tell everybody that your bank account's empty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'll tell people that. It doesn't matter to me. Um, you know, but again, I, and again, I'm not one of those people like, I got speaking to somebody right now who wants to be a millionaire. And my question, my first question is like, I'm going to say to him, why? Why do you want to be a millionaire? I, you know, I've made $10,000 a month months for a long time. There's a lot you can do with $10,000 a month. That's only $120,000 a year. There's still a lot you can do. So are, do you want to be a millionaire just because it sounds like a nice number? Or is there a higher reason you want to be a millionaire? Because I think what really what people say they want to be a millionaire is they're just saying, I want to live well financially. I don't want to be stressed about money. I think just the millionaire, just, it's, just, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a trendy topic number to throw out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do not care to be a millionaire. I don't give a shit. If I could do what I love doing and make a hundred grand a year doing it, that's fine for me. That's more than enough for honestly most stuff what I have to do. Now, would I be happy to make it? Well, sure, I'll make more than that. But I don't need to. I traveled the world on basically a shoestring budget, right? So for me, it's just kind of like ask yourself why. Like, like for him, it's like I just want to find out why do you want to be a millionaire? And I guarantee you it's not about being a millionaire. It's more about just the financial security. Freedom. That the freedom. It's yeah. the freedom and the, the freedom of knowing that, okay, I got money in the bank. But trust me, if... You could do, if you could make $10,000 a month, uh, you know, because it's always the people that make like a thousand bucks a month that want to be millionaires. I'm like, mm. trust me, if you're making, a th- if you've always made a thousand, two thousand bucks a month, and all of a sudden you got months where you're making six, seven thousand dollars a month, especially if it's something you love, you don't really, the idea of having to be a quote, quote, millionaire, it's not, it's not, it's not a real thing. But anyway, so that's about it. Is there anything you want to add? I guess what I'm trying to say is if you're weak, guys, um, and it's bothering you, you know, and you've just, you're at rock bottom. The moral of the story is invest in coaching whatever you're weak in. And if that happens to be strength, fitness, fat loss, energy, anything to do with the gym, then that's what you can come to us for. I mean, that trigger point has to be at the ultimate high right like maybe you're in your overdraft with your bank account maybe uh you know your spouse just called you you know fat and ugly i mean that that's <laughs> that's going to be the difference maker to make you actually do something um so i think everybody hits that point and once you do that's when you need to take immediate action well that was for me the wife's like you know you keep doing all these videos all these podcasts all this and that Where's the clients? Where's the clients? Where's the clients? You know, and, and I was like, yeah, the clients are coming. The clients are coming. Where's the client? Like, and I was like, it's true. I had to, I had to stop and actually look back and go, you know what? Fuck. I have, you know, I've got a pie. Like I said, I've got all that shit. And it's not going to be any clients. So I finally hired a coach and that coach has helped me get on the path to actually get a clients and actually help me create a long-term, not just business plan, but long-term life plan. Like they said, okay, this is the, my original thought of being in this for a long time was, okay, this is what I think I want to do. It seemed to make sense. And then I started dealing with them and I started, you know, getting in a room. And this is where some of the five come in. I'm sitting in these group rooms, these Zoom rooms with um, the different levels. Because what happens is they have these quarter masterminds and they 
put the people in different levels in the rooms. And so I'll be sitting there and there's two or three people in my program. Uh, and then there's two or three people in the higher end program. And you got people in the 20s, 30s that are making 50, 60. One girl's like, yeah, you know, we just pulled off 1.2 million this year. I was really hoping to hit two. And I'm like, shit, is she talking about like for her, a low year is $1 million. You know, yeah. so if those are the kind of people you're surrounded with, you know, and that's the kind of people like you're in a room with. It, they, what do they say? If you're the smartest person in the room, the strongest person in the room, uh, you know. The, find the, another room. You find yeah. another room because <laughs> you want to be the dumbest person in the room, the weakest person in the room, right? So it's like the gym. Uh, if, you know, you go into a, a community center, right? I go in the community center. I can feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger because yeah. it's like everybody's there. Everybody, uh, scared, all old. It's like, yeah, you're the toughest dude in the room. You go to a real gym like this, like, all of a sudden you look over and see Adam deadlifting 700 pounds for warm-up. You're like, oh, shit. No. My 325 <laughs> at the community center ain't going to cut it. So that's it, guys. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Let us know what you think as always and of course if you do need help uh as we say getting stronger inside the gym to live better outside the gym then feel free to give us a shout here at essential of athletics and if you're listening to this on apple Podcasts or if spotify mile may even have ratings please give us a five star rating if you're not going to give us five stars then don't give us any stars okay because your threes and fours they don't help us at all <laughs> all right talk to you guys later all right take care